This program is brought to you by Bible Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. You know, there are these, I guess, decision points in our lives. A decision point when everything is in the balance. It's a decision point when everything changes because of that decision. Words are spoken and they can't be retrieved. A lie is told, an acceptance of an intimate conversation with someone who's not our spouse. They're more than, more than just mistakes, aren't they? Sometimes at, at that decision point when a line is crossed, sometimes we see the line clearly, know it's coming, and we step across anyway. And of course, there are those times when we seem to find ourselves on the other side of that line and, and, and have no idea how we got there, with no intention and a feeling of horror that we're there. Yeah, we, we all cross those lines. But the question is, if or when we do, then what do we do about it? But here's the big question that I've been contemplating. What if? What if we couldn't do anything about it? What if we could not say we're sorry or, or we couldn't take it back or, or make it right? What if there is no then? What if nothing can be done? What if you realize you can never say you're sorry? What do you do then? I'm referring to Peter, the apostles, his situation. Now, Peter was known for his, for his dedication. You know that enthusiastic, jump out of the boat into a sea to meet Jesus. The, I will fight to the death for Jesus. The, first to draw a sword to protect his friend when they came to arrest our Savior? That Peter. I'm referring to Peter who said, Even if all are made to stumble, yet I will not. And the one to whom Jesus replied, Assuredly, I say to you that today, even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. That Peter. That Peter who replied, if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. The full exchange is recorded in Mark chapter 14, verses 29 through 31. And then it happened, you know. It happened. Peter crossed the line. He even saw the line. I mean, it was right there, and Jesus pointed it out to him. And he saw it, and he stepped over it, while Jesus watched him do it. The Holy Spirit records, but Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord. Luke chapter 22, verses 60 and 61. And then what was Peter's reaction? That's found immediately after Peter realized that. In verse 62, it says, He left and wept bitterly. He left as the guards beat Jesus. Now, Peter was impetuous. I've talked about that before. I mean, we all know that. But Jesus was always there to catch Peter. You know, there was, there was always this other, another conversation where Peter asked Jesus another question. There had always been more teaching, more learning for Peter. There was always just, just more, more of Jesus, more of everything. There was always more time, but not that day. That day was different, and, 
and, and everything changed. There was no more time. There was no more opportunity for questions or sitting with Jesus to discuss the situation fully. There was just no more. And that's why I believe Peter, what Peter's weeping was violent, as it says, or bitter, meaning weeping violently as if in grief or loss. Perhaps for Peter, there was a loss, a loss of time, loss of time to say, I'm sorry. And he realized what he had done. You know, those, those words really aren't something that we hear much anymore. I mean, maybe it's just me, but, but when they're said, I pay attention to them because they seem unusual or, or out of the ordinary. I'm talking about the words of, I'm sorry, or please forgive me, or even, hey, I apologize. You know, there's so much wrapped up in those simple and, and powerful words. There's the implied taking responsibility for what someone has done. There's the implication that what was done harmed or affected someone else. And for the responsible person, there's the embarrassment. You know, there's the, the uncomfortableness of it all, the, the awkwardness that, that maybe it's just easier to avoid it. And, and so if we wait it out, maybe we think the situation will just magically go away. Just, just wait until people forget. But the problem is, it just doesn't go away. I mean, we think or may think or, or wish that it did, but I mean, we know it doesn't. It's still there. It's still there waiting for us. And Peter knew that. You know, Luke chapter 24 tells us that, that after Jesus was crucified on the first day of the week, the women went to Jesus' tomb with spices. And there they saw the stone was rolled away from the opening of the tomb. And two angels reminded them that Jesus had told them he was, that he would not be there. He told them that, that he would raise from the dead on the third day. But listen, listen closely to the events that followed and listen to the events, if you will, just pay attention to the events of Peter on that day. Now I'm going to read from Luke chapter 24, verses 9 through 12. And it says, then they returned from the tomb and told all of these things to the 11 and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb and stooped down. He saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, wondering in himself of what was to come to pass. Now, why would Peter run to the tomb when he heard that, that message that Jesus was alive? I mean, there can be lots of reasons, right? I mean, a lot of them. He loved Jesus, the miracle of it, doubt, could it be possible? Or maybe hope, that more time? If you read through the accounts, Peter is mentioned specifically in Mark, Luke, and John. Mark chapter 15, verse 7 says that the women were told to tell Peter specifically that Jesus was resurrected. John chapter 20, verse 1 through 7 gives the detail that Peter ran there and also gives Peter's reaction to the tomb, seeing the face cloth, the linens, and the detail of what Peter saw. And I wonder, I wonder in myself, 
that perhaps what Peter was running to the tomb, if, if he was remembering that night by the fire when he said, I do not know him. I wonder in myself if he just couldn't get the terrible picture of that night when he crossed that line and Jesus looking at him and wondering if, if maybe Peter thought that he would get a chance to look into those eyes again and that morning and ask for forgiveness. I don't know. I'm just wondering in my mind. We don't know what was going on in Peter's mind and, and what he was wondering. The Holy Spirit doesn't reveal that. But I do know that Peter ran in the early morning light to the tomb to face the man that he had denied. You know, there's always a decision point in a line, isn't there? You know, it's, it's been there. I, I've stepped over it unintentionally, and, and honestly, I've even stepped over it willfully. But I admit that it's hard to put myself in Peter's shoes in that moment when he locked eyes with Jesus and denied him to everyone. You know, but I say that, that I can't imagine, but actually, I think I should. I think we should know what he felt, honestly, because we have been in those shoes, honestly, right? I think we all know what that feels like. And knowing how that feels but that should make all the difference in our lives, or it should. I mean, how does this repentance work if not for an honest assessment and realization that we were Peter? We have denied. And I don't know you, but maybe you are Peter now. I mean, maybe you are still at that fire warming yourself with your friends, still returning, still denying. Or maybe you left that fire for a while you know, full of dedication and commitment, but maybe you return to that fire and the friends that are there. And that's the decision point, isn't it? There's always a decision point. And really, I guess, you know, that's my question for us when I consider Peter. When we have stepped over that line, what happens if and when, because you know it's coming, what happens when? We can never, ever say we're sorry again. What then? What will we do then? What will we do when we can't run to the tomb? What will you do then? And that's our decision point today. And it is for this that I bow my knees. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting us at bywaymedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.